What's up, guys? Welcome to the American Sports Podcast. It's Sam here today with part five of eight of our NFL preview going over each division. We've already done the AFC. So this is a solo podcast like all of my other NFL preview pieces. And, uh, you know, we're starting on the NFC today, going with the NFC East, analyzing the Redskins, Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys. So we're going to have a fun time with that. So without further ado, we'll get right into it. Don't forget to leave a review uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, like, follow, if you're on Spotify or Anchor or any of those platforms. I appreciate anything like that. I'm getting so much because not a, not a ton of listeners, but we're just going to keep growing. And uh, so I appreciate you guys so, so much. Anyhow, so NFC East, we're going bottom to top like we have, last place to first place, giving you guys analysis of rosters and all that stuff, fantasy stuff as well, plus maybe some 2021 draft info. So since we're going with the last place teams first, you know, I think we all know who we're starting with, and that's the Washington football team, not the Washington Redskins, the Washington football team. And it's going to be a rough year in Washington, that's for sure. The entire franchise is pretty much in crisis. They changed coaches to Ron Ron Rivera. Uh, their entire organization is just in uh, in question because of their ownership. They have to change names because the Redskins have been deemed, uh, I guess, offensive to to Indian heritage. I guess. I respect that, and uh, I wish they, they actually came up with a name rather than going with the Washington football team, but it is what it is. And on top of all that turmoil, they have one of the worst rosters in the league. So it's going to be tough, and we'll start with their quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. I liked him coming out of college, good arm, decent enough accuracy, and he's just not going to have the supporting cast he needs to flourish, though. Because Antonio Gibson, the rookie, is his starting running back now that Adrian Peterson and Darius Geis are gone. He has experience at running back and receiver, but never got a ton of reps in college. So he could take some time to develop. And his only really good elite receiver is Terry McLaurin. And that's about it, honestly. Their tight end group is very weak. The rest of the receivers are very weak. And their O-line is very weak, too, because Brandon Scherf is pretty much their only viable option there. And the rest is just holes, pretty much. Defense, the strongest unit on their entire squad is the D-line with guys like Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, both former first-rounders. Ryan Kerrigan, former first-rounder. Montez Sweat, former first-rounder. And then this year's first-rounder, Chase Young. So they're going to get to the quarterback but I don't really think they have the linebackers or the secondary to really have a complete defense. Their safety tandem is pretty good with Landon Collins and Kendall Fuller. But otherwise, besides the D-line and that safety tandem, it's a pretty weak defense as well. So all around, they garner a 2-14 and predicted record for me. And as for fantasy, Terry McLaurin is very viable. I would say he broke out last year. Could be a very solid wide receiver too for you, especially in deeper leagues. And then Antonio Gibson is a major sleeper because he can contribute both in the running game and passing game. 
And, you know, he has the job almost to himself now. So watch out for Antonio Gibson. I actually have him in one of my leagues. So if he's on the waiver wire for you, then pick him up. I, I can uh, say for sure that he'll have some kind of role with the Redskins this year because of all the running backs they've lost. So, with that being said, they'll probably get a high pick in 2021, and they could really go anywhere with that. Probably they'd go towards upgrading the O-line with Pene Sewell, someone like that, upgrading the receiving core with someone like Jamar Chase, or going with a new quarterback, moving on from Dwayne Haskins and going with, like, maybe even Trevor Lawrence if they get the number one pick, Justin Fields always there, and maybe even Trey Lance, so... They're almost bound to get a high pick, though. Like, this is one of the most sure predictions I've had because their roster is just that bad. So, I don't really see them possibly going. I don't think it's possible they go above 5-11. and 11, And I think it's very, po- very, it's it's probably probable that they go 3-13 and 13 or less. And I put them at 2-14. and 14. So, it's not going to be a good year in Washington. <sighs> you know... Maybe maybe they've got some fantasy viable guys, but overall it's not going to be a good year. So finishing second to last or third in the division, I have the New York Giants at six and ten, which is definitely an improvement from last year. I think they either went four and twelve or five and eleven. But you know, I think a lot of people have been underrating this team, even though I, I put them only at six and ten. But that's a lot higher than most people, honestly. And I think a lot of people have been underrating Daniel Jones in that offense especially the defense is a little bit worrisome but they've got some pieces there as well and I think their offense will be very high scoring and very fantasy relevant but we'll go over the roster Daniel Jones biggest problem last year was pocket awareness which is I mean it's something all pros develop as they play more games so I expect him to develop into a very good quarterback, especially with the weapons he has currently. They've got Darius Slayton, very young, talented prospect, deep threat that they have. And then two kind of slot possession type guys in Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard. And then they've got Evan Engram at tight end and, of course, Saquon Barkley for the running back. So... If all those guys can stay healthy, I mean, Barkley, Engram both got hurt. I'm pretty sure Shepard got hurt as well, and Tate had a suspension last year. If all those guys can stay healthy, this offense should be very high scoring. And they've improved the O-line too. They drafted Andrew Thomas with the fourth overall pick. They have Kevin Zietler from that Odell trade. And, you know, I wish Nate Solder was still playing there, playing right tackle, because... I could have definitely guaranteed that they'd be a great offense if that had happened and their O-line would be much better if Nate Solder didn't opt out. But he did opt out, so, you know, it is what it is. They'll have, like, I think it was Cam Fleming maybe playing there. But they've also got the young Will Hernandez on the interior line, so their O-line is much improved, and their offense overall should be very good now and in the future. The defense is a little worrisome, though, because, you know, you got guys like DeAndre Baker who was a first-rounder in 2019, getting arrested. He's probably not going to play this year, maybe not play for an extended period of time. And their front seven's pretty weak, too. So breaking it down, they have Dexter Lawrence up front, who 
should develop into a pretty good player. Leonard Williams up front. But nobody who can really get sacks. I mean, they've got Dalvin Tomlinson up there too. But those are all kind of interior guys, and they're not really going to get a lot of sacks. And their linebacker group is pretty weak too. I'm pretty sure they released Alec Ogletree. I believe they signed Blake Martinez, but, you know, it's just not enough for that front seven. Their secondary is all right, very young. Who did they sign? They signed James Bradbury, and I'm pretty sure they signed Logan Ryan as well. That's a good duo for sure. And they've got Julian Love back there, who's going to his second year. Drafted Xavier McKinney, although I believe he got hurt. And they have the underrated Jabril Peppers, too. So their secondary is it's somewhat strong. Logan Ryan and James Bradbury is kind of, kind of a nice duo there. But losing DeAndre Baker really, really hurts them, and their front seven is not not good at all, I would say. So the Giants, 6-10 and 10 sounds about right. Give Danny Dimes another year, build his defense a bit, and we could very well see a playoff team in 2021. If, I mean, but that that is if the Cowboys and the Eagles lose a step, which, I mean, nothing really indicates they will. But, you know, the Giants should have a bright future if Danny Dimes plays out like, you know, we expect him to. So, yeah, 6-10. and ten. In terms of fantasy, I think Daniel Jones is going to be very relevant. I think, you know, if you have a deep league and you waited a long time for a quarterback, say you've got, like... I don't know, like Aaron Rodgers is your starting quarterback or something, stash Daniel Jones because Daniel Jones could very well be a better fantasy quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Mark my words on that one. And, of course, Saquon Barkley should be back in the uh, – back being a top five running back, maybe even top two or three if he stays healthy. And the receivers, it's kind of weird because they've got like three receivers. They're going to spread it out a bit. Evan Ingram should be pretty relevant, probably a top 10 tight end. And as for uh, Young Shep, Golden Tate, and what was it, Darius Slayton, all of them are going to be like semi-relevant, I would say. Darius Slayton as a big play guy, and then Tate and Shepard as reception guys. So for the draft, they should, I think I probably have them getting a top 10 pick. They should have a top 15 pick at least. And they would probably end up investing in their front seven. Like, if they could get a high enough pick to get Micah Parsons or Dylan Moses, that would be absolutely amazing for them, especially Micah Parsons. He would take their defense to the next level and pretty much take their whole team to the next level. So that's about it from for my analysis on the Giants. I expect good things from Danny Dimes this year. So, you know, hopefully he pans out a bit. So, second in the division, the Philadelphia Eagles. And you might be thinking, oh, well, you have them making the playoffs. They're only second in the division. They should have a better record. But no, I have the Philadelphia Eagles at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I actually had them as that record before they had all these injuries. So, like, it's all of these uh, injuries they've had kind of justify my stance on them. Or not even justify, they just make me feel more confident in this prediction because at first I was kind of like, what? I use playoff predictor, predictors, a website for 
my predictions, and you basically predict every game in the NFL season. And when I came out with those predictions, having them 8-8, eight eight, I was kind of like, what, really? But then I took a deeper look at their schedule, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be really, really tough for them. They've got a much tougher schedule than last year, that's for sure. The Cowboys have it a bit easier, and they're a better team. The Cowboys could very well sweep them. I mean, they've got a much better offense than the Eagles have defense. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys go 2-0 and against Philly. And so it's going to be, even though I had them going 1-1, one and one, so assuming they go 1-1, one one, I still have them going 8-8. Eight and eight. So it may not be, I don't think it's going to be the year a lot of Eagles fans expect it will be. Partly because of injuries and partly because of schedule. Because it's they made a bunch of additions and I'm not sure they're going to pan out. So we'll go over their roster though. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Carson Wentz perennially injured. And they better hope he doesn't get injured this year. Because otherwise their hopes are shattered. But he has a better uh, supporting cast around him. Miles Sanders is now the feature back. He should be very good if he avoids injury. There was some rumblings about a lower body injury recently, but hopefully that had no traction. Otherwise, they added Jalen Rager in the draft. I think that was not the best pick, honestly. They don't really have, he doesn't really have the best catch rate, and they needed guys with steady hands, which uh, Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been able to provide Deshaun Jackson. He was hurt all last year, so... It's still, despite the additions and getting Jackson back, adding Rager, it's still a room full of wild cards for wide receiver. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Greg Ward Jr., who was their playoff wide receiver one last year, I wouldn't be surprised if he's probably their most receive, most reliable receiver this year. But Zach Ertz should be Mr. Reliable again, and they should use Dallas Goddard along with him. Most of the time, they should be still be running two tight end sets a lot and running the ball with Miles Sanders. So, Zach Ertz and Miles Sanders should be the focuses with uh, Jalen Rager developing as well. So, they, they've suffered some huge injuries on the O line. Brandon Brooks got hurt, he was one of the best right guards in the league, probably the best right guard in the league last year, and he's out for the season. Plus, Andre Dillard tore his bicep, I believe, and he's out for the year. So, Jason Peters moves back to left tackle after being re-signed. He was actually re-signed to replace Brandon Brooks, but now he has to replace Andre Dillard because he got hurt now. So, it's Jason Peters again, Jason Kelsey back, and Lane Johnson. But otherwise, their two guard spots are kind of meh now, even though they had one of the best O-lines in the league. And it's looking, they've had some really rough luck with injuries. Jalen Rager also was suffering with injuries, or uh, not suffering with injuries, dealing with injuries. Carson Wentz was dealing with injury. Sanders was. Alshon Jeffrey was. You know, it's just the same old injury-riddled Eagles, you know. And now they have a bit of tougher competition with the Cowboys, so it's going to be rough. But defense, they added Javon Hargrave to be a defensive line uh, defensive tackle duo with Fletcher Cox. They've got Brandon Graham outside. But their linebacker group is pretty weak. I don't even think I can name an interior linebacker on their team. I'm not going to lie. But they added Darius Slay at cornerback, lockdown guy. 
released Sidney Jones, surprisingly. So Avante Maddox, Nikel Roby Coleman, and Darius Slay should be their starting cornerbacks. They lost Malcolm Jenkins as well, so their safety group is a little bit up in the air. So overall, I just feel like this Eagles team is weaker than a lot of people think, especially with all these injuries coming in. Like, 8-8 eight and eight just sounds... I mean, it, it is a bit harsh, harsher than most people, but with the tougher schedule, with, you know, all the, all the injuries, everything that's been going on with the team, I just feel like they're not, they're not going to live up to the hype, especially with the Cowboys looming in the division. So Eagles 8-8 eight and eight in terms of fantasy. I think Miles Sanders is a huge breakout candidate. If he stays healthy, I mean, he's got a good old line. He's going to get a lot of work, even though Doug Peterson usually coaches teams with multiple running backs. I think Miles Sanders will be the feature back this year. Uh, banking on his health. Banking on his health, though. Zach Ertz is still a top five tight end. And, you know, Carson Wentz is top ten upside, I would say. But that really depends on how his receiving core falls and if he himself can stay healthy. So... Sanders and Ertz are both going to be pretty reliable and draft them with ease, I would say, especially Sanders. Especially Sanders and Ertz is also very viable. So, 2021 draft, I think they should probably focus on their defense, either with that linebacker group or with that cornerback group, safety group, or secondary as a whole. Secondary is probably where they're going to end up going. Probably a safety like Javon Holland, Hamsa, Nazarildine. Although he's more of a strong safety, I think they probably end up going with a free safety like Javon Holland. Maybe a cornerback as well. But we'll see. They're probably going to be picking later. Maybe making the playoffs. I don't know. But I don't have them doing that as of right now. So, 8-8. Eight and eight. Kind of tough luck, but it is what it is. Because our first place team is the Dallas Cowboys. They vastly, vastly underperformed last year, even though, I mean, they went 8-8, eight and eight, but everyone thought they were going to make the playoffs. But I think this year is the year. Dak is really, he really is going to want to perform well. He's going to want to uh, have it last year. And he, like, led the league in passing yards last year, had a lot of passing touchdowns, just produced last year, but could not win the games that he should have. And this year, I think he's going to just be on fire. He's going to want it really bad. He's wanted that money for like two years now. And the quarterback market is higher than ever. He is going to have to go out there and prove it this year. He probably has one of the biggest prove-it years. Baker Mayfield and Dak Prescott have the biggest prove-it years of any NFL quarterbacks. And I think Dak will probably respond well to that because he has great a great, great, great supporting cast, starting with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield, Tony Pollard as well in the backfield. In the backfield, Zeke ever goes down with an injury. He's got the best receiving uh, wide receiver group in the league, probably with Amari Cooper, who recently got paid, C.D. Lamb, who they drafted with their first rounder, and Michael Gallup. That's probably all in all the best uh, wide receiver trio in the league. Blake Jarwin ascending at tight end. He's a sleeper for sure. And still one of the league's best O-lines with Zach Martin, Tyron Smith. 
Although Travis Frederick did retire, they'll have some guys to replace him. I think it's Joe Looney or their fifth rounder from this year, Tyler Biedaz. Not sure if that's how you pronounce it, but they've got pieces at center, so don't worry too much about that, as well as Lyle Collins and Connor Williams. So they'll be fine at O-line, I think, even though Frederick retired. Plus their defense is also very good. Their front seven is much better than than their secondary. They signed Everson Griffin to pair with Demarcus Lawrence on the edge. Gerald McCoy was supposed to play with them, but then he got hurt with a season-ending injury. They still got Don Terry Poe inside, and I think their second second rounder Tristan Hill from 2019. So they've got plenty of pieces on the D line to make up for the loss of Gerald McCoy. They've got probably the best linebacker. Linebacking duo in the league in Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch. So they'll be competitive enough on the defense, that's for sure. Secondary is a bit weak, though, as I said before. They added Trayvon Diggs in the draft, which was a very good pick. But can he be a cornerback one in his first year? Probably not. So they'll bank on Chidobi Awuzie to play that role. And for safety, they did release... Uh, Haha Clinton Dix, who I thought was going to start at free safety, so I'm not really sure what they're going to do at safety. They missed out on Jamal Adams, so maybe they'll sign Earl Thomas or something. I, I don't know. As of this time, he hasn't been signed yet, so we'll see if he even does get signed before the year. So, Dallas Cowboys right there. That's their roster. Secondary is a little weak, but their high-powered offense should make up for it, as well as the front seven. So, it should be a much better year from them. I expect bigger things, and I expect a playoff berth while with a division title. So, I actually have the Dallas Cowboys at 11-5. and five. I don't think I mentioned that before, but 11-5 and five is a reasonable record prediction for them. And that's, I believe, the third seed in the NFC for me. I'm going to check that. But in the meantime, for fantasy, I mean, pretty much all the usual suspects are viable. Dak Prescott should be a top 10, maybe even top 5 quarterback again. Zeke should definitely be a top 5 running back. With all those receivers, I think not a lot of people are going to stack the box against them. They're not going to dare to because of all those receivers so Zeke is probably gonna have a field day on the ground plus catch passes so I expect Zeke to be very very good and then on the on the receiving end Amari Cooper is a wide receiver one and he should be I mean he fizzled out at the end of last year he's not very consistent but he'll put up big games for you especially when he plays at home so I mean he's definitely worth drafting but just be wise. Just be wise. Don't put too much on him, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him to be a wide receiver one in any league, honestly. But you know, C.D. Lamb could be a good bench piece. Same with Michael Gallup, and same with Blake Jarwin, actually sleeper tight end. And for the 2021 draft, I can see them definitely taking a cornerback or safety. They ha- They really have to upgrade the secondary. That's the weakest part of their team. But for this year, shouldn't be too much of a concern because overall their team is very, very strong. Man, that was a lot of talking. So that was 
just about all of the NFC East. So I mean, you know, that was that was the whole NFC East actually. I did everything, analyzed everything, went over basically the entirety of every team. And just to review, uh, the Dallas Cowboys finishing 11 and five, top of the division, with uh, the third seed in the NFC. Eagles finishing eight and eight, second in the division, missing the playoffs though, with the Giants at six and ten, third in the division. And the Washington football team at 2-14, and 14, last in the NFC East. So, as always, check out the blog, americansports.blog. Check out the YouTube, American Sports. Check out my Instagram, at americansportsblog. And the Twitter, at americansportsn. And leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts for this podcast. And follow, like, all that stuff on Spotify. You know, hope you guys enjoyed this. Hope you've been enjoying my NFL preview. Only got more episodes to come. And, you know, we'll get out all eight divisions before or during Thursday. So I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.